everyone, welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catania. Each week, we'll discuss all things to make you happier and healthier. Hope you enjoy the show. Amy, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today I have another guest, Soshana Hamburg. Soshana is a seasoned bodywork therapist with over 32 years of diverse holistic healing experience. After her initial training in 1989, she has expanded her repertoire, which includes bodywork instructor, health and lifestyle educator, and Ayurvedic practitioner. Her early work experience took place in the dynamic environment of the mountain spa 10,000 Waves in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where she was a spa and Watsu therapist for nearly a decade. Studying and sharing Ayurveda is a lifelong path which Soshana continues to embrace as her passion. Presently, she is launching online courses in Ayurveda and restorative healing therapies while she maintains her private practice as a therapist with emphasis on body work that is deeply influenced by the ancient holistic principles of Ayurveda. All of this diverse and extensive hands-on and teaching experience along with her passion for restorative healing work is brought to her clients and students alike. In this episode, Shoshana goes through specific and simple things you can do in your life right now to make a big improvement. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today I have another guest, Miss Shoshana Hamburg. Thank you for being a guest. We're so excited to have you. Um, just want to start off the audience with telling them how you got into what you're doing and what you do and how you got there. Yes. Hi. Thank you, Amy. Happy to be here. Uh, so I came to Ayurveda actually through body work. I had been a massage therapist for 32 years and uh, I specialize in a restorative body work treatments, uh, which involves warm stones initially and my work was really focused on you know really calming people's nervous systems not a fix-it kind of therapist but really coming in and like letting go of some real stress and leaving in uh, a place where their parasympathetic nervous system is really kicked in Mm -hmm. and people really feel better so i was training in hot stone and i did a training uh, where the the teacher was an Ayurvedic practitioner. I had studied massage therapy in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the Ayurvedic Institute was there. So I had a lot of friends who studied Ayurveda. Um, And this particular instructor really kind of the light bulb went off as she started to explain to us how we could use the weight and the warmth of the stones Mm -hmm. to calm the elements of air and ether in Ayurveda, we call this Vata. And, um, and so I was just hooked from that moment on. Uh, So I started to study Ayurveda, actually as a body worker and got trained in all of those different systems. Awesome. That's amazing. So um, I know you touched on a little bit what Ayurveda is. Can you go a little deeper? Um, Because I know it's it's not a topic that most people really know. They may know the word, but they may not know what it actually is. Yeah. I mean, I believe that Ayurveda is kind of a coming wave the way acupuncture and and yoga were two two or three decades ago. So Ayurveda is more than 5,000 years old. It's thought by many to be the oldest recorded healing science. And it came out of the the ancient Vedic uh, culture of India. So in Sanskrit, uh, Ayurveda means the science of life. 
So this is basically the original holistic healing system that takes mm -hmm. the entire body, mind, spirit into account when we're looking at health and well-being. That's awesome. Uh, so you, you touched on nervous system. So like when you're working on somebody's nervous system, like how does that work? Like what does somebody typically come to you? Like explain like how, like, you know, you get a client or you have a, like, what does that look like? Well, we all have a nervous system right. and we all, a lot of us have frazzled, stressed, mm -hmm. out, tired, you know, nervous system overload, right? Uh, just sensory overload and too much to do and too fast. And so actually these are qualities of the nervous system, fast, dry, light. And so what we do is in, in Ayurvedic body work, but in Ayurveda in general, we use the countering qualities of heavy, warm, okay. um, unctuous. That's why we use warm oil and I use yeah. warm stones to create a grounding, slow, heavy feeling that sedates the nervous system. So what is the nervous system uh, when you get on the table and, mm -hmm. and do a massage, right. the nerve endings are everywhere in the skin, yeah. especially the nerve innervation out of the spine. So that's why I target with warm stones and warm oil, especially the spinal cord, the hands and the feet, and then do very kind of slow uh, restorative type of moves. That's in the body work. That's awesome. And does this like... Um, I know some people are always looking for like, um, you know, you hit on the nail on the head, everybody's stressed, everybody's overwhelmed. And does it last? Like somebody comes to you and like, how does that translate to the rest of their life? Well, when we're doing the body work, I have found that people tell me that these sessions do last for them, sometimes several days. You know, right. it just depends on the kind of self-care someone does. If they come in and they get a restorative treatment and they leave and they go to a football game out in the coldy wind yeah. <laughs> uh, or they go on a really intense walk or they go work out, you yeah. know, then they counter those benefits. Right. But there are a lot of, uh, you know, things regardless of the body work. The body work is a supreme way to sedate and calm the nervous system. But right. there's things that people can do for themselves without having to go get a massage. There's, no, you know, very, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about some of those restorative okay. practices. I was just about to say, let's go right into that. Cause I know not everybody's going to, you know, I'm hearing this and I want to book a session with you, but you know, we may not, we're not in the same area. So if somebody's listening to this and they can't go see you, what are some things that they can do with you well, or without like, how, like, let's go right into that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So I also am an Ayurvedic practitioner. So I have studied that with, um, a few Ayurvedic doctors. Mm -hmm. And before I talk about the healing practices, I just okay. want to say what's unique about Ayurveda as a system. And I'll just yep. kind of bullet those things, which is like Chinese medicine, Ayurveda individualizes. So in an Ayurvedic consult, which is something that I do over, you know, the internet online mm -hmm. with, with people uh, as health consultations. And we're focusing mostly on basic lifestyle, dietary, uh, you know, corrections that people are, just don't know what they're doing right. on a daily basis that actually creates imbalance. Okay. So it individualizes and looks at the contributing factors that creates uh, the beginning of an imbalance. Okay. And so symptoms that we get 
um, it could be fatigue, it could be dry skin, uh, it could be constipation, you know, it could be anxiety. It depends because each person is unique and they have mm-hmm. a unique constitution. And so right. that's why we individualize it. And then we look at what is the root cause and we look to correct those mostly lifestyle behaviors that are contributing to that. Because when we have symptoms, those are little red flags saying something's not right here. But especially for our culture, we are kind of even taught to bypass those symptoms, ignore those symptoms or medicate those symptoms. And so we don't really understand that the process of disease, like let's talk way down the road with the nervous system, Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, dementia, begins decades and decades before with a depletion of the nervous system where we're not getting enough sleep. We're not, you know, probably nourishing ourselves in ways that we Mm -hmm. need to. We're burning the candle at both ends Mm -hmm. because that is what we're taught is, you know, the norm, the norm and success, Right. right? That's how you get success. So, so we look to educate I educate people on like, okay, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? When do you eat? What do you eat? Those kind of basic things that may seem cliche, but they are the foundation of our well-being, right? 100%. Yeah. So we look to incorporate daily activities that are harmonized with the cycles of nature. So really, to me, Ayurveda is based on the observation of nature Mm-hmm. and the natural cycles, the daily cycle, the way the moon and the sun, mm-hmm. the circadian rhythms, then the cycles of the seasons, yep. and then the cycles of our life, our, our birth, our young age, our middle age, our old age, and our death. So all of this, all of these things have qualities, and, and Ayurveda is really a brilliant system of like really looking at things and, and making them very user-friendly. So if I like to say that we align, we need to align with the natural rhythms right. of, um, of nature. And we can do that. There's this big movement of, of yoga, meditation, breath work. Those are some of the ways that uh, Ayurveda says we should increase our vital force, which is our prana. Mm-hmm. And then we can use uh, specific diets to our constitution, which we would call our doshic constitution. Uh, That's a whole nother story, but it's based (laughs) based on the elements of nature. So Mm -hmm. ether, air, fire, water, and earth, and they create vata, pitta, and kapha. So I like to say kind of the wind constitution, a fire constitution, and a water earth constitution. Right. And we're a combination of those things. The one last thing I'm going to say about that is that um, Ayurveda is basically works the best as a preventative healing system. Mm-hmm. So when we start to live kind of more in harmony, um, but it also has this very unique piece, which is detoxification. Okay. So that's part of something I do too, also, which is called Panchakarma. Mm-hmm. And it's basically um, doing seasonal cleansing, usually traditionally in the spring and in the fall. Right. 
we would do a, a cleanse, a dietary cleanse, like a mono diet and some other kind of cleansing mm -hmm. with herbs. But then there's also a very uh, intelligent uh, system called Panchakarma. So that is something that I do with clients when they, they do have to come to me uh, for that. Uh, but after detoxifying, um, we are, as we're looking to release from the body, either an excess or build up a depletion. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the two yep. camps. Mm -hmm. And so we really want to nourish the nervous system. We want to rebuild and restore and rejuvenate the physical body. Right. And so there's a, there's kind of a systematic way that Ayurveda looks to do this and it's very individualized. So we're not just doing a cookie cutter thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in general, we're heating, we're healing the root cause of an imbalance. Mm -hmm. um, we're increasing health vitality and increasing longevity by right. doing this. Um, but it also deals with what so many people are interested in reducing stress losing weight, balancing hormones, resetting digestion is key. Right. Really working with the digestive system. So that reduces bloating and gas and yeah. other kinds of elimination issues that people are having. So I did, I could go into now. <laughs> My long I, I love it. I'm just like listening. like, oh man, I need this. <laughs> I wanted to say that because, you know, it's, uh, it really is what like functional medicine is now, which is so popular, mm -hmm. it's yep. really based on the teachings of Ayurveda, yeah. which look at that, you know, that, oh, wow, we have to be digesting well. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we're just digesting on uh, a physical level. We also mm -hmm. need to digest our emotions and our, yeah. our mental impressions and you know, the number one way that we do that is sleep. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I was just, I've, I've been taking so many notes. So I want you to <laughs> but one thing that really, that I think calls out to, to me and, and I think would call out to my audience is that so many people um, come to the natural way of wanting to change things. And um, I do essential oils and I do like happiness coaching and all that. And it's, it's because people have gone to a place where, the conventional ways of doing things just aren't working or they go to diet after diet or they're like taking these supplements and pills and medications and all these things aren't working. Um, and what you were saying, how it's so individualized and that you focus on things that seem basic, but those those are the, the basis of our health of just like sleep and activity and like, you know, focusing on a diet that works for their body constitution. I think that's huge. Um, and I think it's also such an important part of what's missing that, you know, everything today, all these diets, like, you know, somebody may try like one diet and they're like, oh, my friend got such good results on that. And then they try it and they feel so defeated because it doesn't work for them. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head by it's because you have an individual constitution you have these things that are very specific to you and what your body needs and your stress even though you may be stressed and anxious and overweight and your friend was stressed and anxious and overweight that doesn't mean you guys have the same causes of that absolutely um, and I think yeah. it's it's so amazing to to hear like all these things and I know they may if you're listening to this it may sound like like it's a whole nother language um, but it's it's just basic. It's going back to basics, I think, which is what we've gotten so far 
away from. Like you said, this has been around for thousands of years. That's <laughs> why it's still around. Yeah. And that's why it works. And that's why, you know, it's, I think it's really kind of a coming wave, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. really do. And um, so one thing you were talking about is, uh, I'll just use one example, is yeah. yoga, yoga practices. Mm -hmm. Like yep. power yoga is not for everyone. Yeah. Right? And restorative yoga is not for everyone and right. everything in between there. So depending on, first of all, your constitution yep. that you were born with and then what is the state of your constitution now where what is the state of your health yep. because most of us have some form of imbalance and it can be quite severe for some people mm -hmm. so it really is about first of all taking responsibility to say okay my daily choices have created this and i need to yes take responsibility and not be beat myself up, mm -hmm. but I need to make changes. And, and as you know, as a coach, this is the hardest thing for people, especially when it yes. comes to their food <laughs> to make changes. Right. Yeah. But I think that there's such an innate wisdom that Ayurveda teaches. And when people, it does, it might sound complicated, but it is, actually pretty simple when you start mm -hmm. to really kind of break it down. Yeah. I love how you're, you're saying take responsibility because that's all mindset. I'm literally in the, the, as when we're shooting this, maybe it probably not when this go, comes live, but at the time that we're shooting this, I'm right in the middle of doing a 10 day, um, 10 days to a happier you challenge. And I literally was just talking about like, everything starts with mindset. Like, I don't care if your diet, um, starting a business, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, fixing your health. It's all about your mindset and all the other stuff comes later, right? Like it's just yeah. start with like where your mind is and like, Hey, I'm going to take hundred percent responsibility. This is all mine. This is all me. This is how I'm going to go forward. And I'm going to you basically open yourself up to this is a possibility that I'm going to do. Right. And that it starts with that. And then everything kind of just falls into place. And it may, like you said, it's, it may be easy, but it's not always, I mean, I would say it's simple, not always easy. That's right. But <laughs> it's let me simple. add to that, Amy, which is that this happened for me when I started to learn about Ayurveda and about my constitution, mm -hmm. I had so much aha self-awareness yeah. Aha moments. Like, oh, that's why I'm so sensitive. That's why I, you know, I can't handle loud noise. And, you know, like my husband was, you know, blaring the radio and right. I would be like, whoa, my nervous <laughs> system. When I started to learn about my vata and my pitta, mm -hmm. my, you know, that is predominant, those qualities that are predominant in, in my yep. physical and emotional constitution. I like had more compassion for myself. Yeah. And that's so critical to taking responsibility too, right? Yeah. Because there's no blame here. Like th life is hard. It can be challenging. Yes. We, if we understand ourselves and that is also what I love about Ayurveda is it's actually, uh, you know, rooted in kind of a spiritual, uh, a spiritual teaching in that, we are, our consciousness is part and connected to everything. Yes. Right. So it isn't just about, okay, well, 
how are you going to the bathroom or, (laughs) (laughs) or are you losing weight or not? It's really about, okay, you know, we are part of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that because it is really, as I said before, like that true body, mind, spirit healing system. Right. Because we do have to address things that mindset. We have to address that, but we also have to understand, okay, well, what is the propensity for me? Yes. You know, am I inclined to get more anxious or more depressed? Mm-hmm. You know, and then like when we understand why we go in those directions, yeah. I think it's easier to start learning how to um, make better lifestyle choices. Yeah. And I love when you said it, um, part of everything, because I think sometimes when you are on a healing journey, whatever that is, maybe it's physical, emotional, spiritual, it's sometimes it can be very lonely. Like you just feel like, you know, why is this only happening to me? Like, uh, why? it just seems like everybody else is not struggling and you are struggling. So to have that connection to say, I am part of something, it's almost like a, re- like a breath of, re- you know, fresh air and like That's relief. Right. Like, yeah, oh, like so- we're all, we really are all in yeah. this together. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think it's, it's, you know, uh, our society is just so individualistic, which is great in some aspects, but to know like, Hey, we are, this is a, you're part of something and we're all connected and there's energy flowing and coming and going. And, um, once you realize that it's kind of like, Oh, I'm not alone, which I think a lot of people feel like on an Island when they're trying to heal something, mm-hmm. um, and whatever that is. Uh, and it's just having that connection. I think it's so, it's so important. So I just, I just love, love, love that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because that's the word connection, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the one of the healing practices that I was going to recommend, could I dive into that? Oh yeah, go for it. Let's so do it. I just I have like maybe about five bullet points of yeah. practices that are good for your your entire being, but especially for your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, but this really that word connection I think is so important because if we make that conscious decision to connect you know, out into the natural world, Mm -hmm. then like, I think something starts to happen where we're not this being that's just isolated in our home or doing our job. Um, So I'm going to just do it in order. These are things that Ayurveda recommends. They're not always easy. (laughs) I don't always do them. We all do that. <laughs> we, we do it as best we can. But <laughs> but the first one is that, okay, we're going to follow the circadian rhythms of the sun and the moon. And so that means like the birds, you know, rising with the sun, mm-hmm. not sleeping in too long. And in order to do that, one of the last things I talk about is going to bed early. So we'll come yeah. back to that. So beginning the day with some type of practice even if it's short, uh, even if it's just a contemplation where you sit and you have gratitude, if you're able to go into some kind of meditation and some kind of activity, like this is what yoga is about. It's not about having the buff yoga body. Yoga yeah. was actually, the purpose of it was so that people could be in a state to open the channel so that they could go into deep meditation. Right. And then there are these breathing practices, you know, simple breathing practices you can find on the internet, but 
like alternate nose breathing mm-hmm. or just breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, like really connecting, right? Connecting yes. with the breath, <laughs> connecting with your body, connecting with the sun as it's coming up and realizing, okay, this is truly the giver of life. Yes. You know, despite your religious beliefs, what's sustaining us on a physical level yep. is the sun, right? So <laughs> like really making that deliberate connection to the natural world. So spending time in nature. And I like to call it communing with the five elements. Mm. So, you know, if you're out there, like you could be thinking of of a million different things and talking a million different things. But if you have the opportunity to feel that sun on you, feel the wind, Mm -hmm. listen to the wind, watch the water, um, we're made of all of those things. Yep. Right. We have all of those elemental qualities within us. So that I think also uh, spending time in nature is truly a medicinal remedy. 100%. It's free and not everybody can do it easily depending on where they live, but hopefully some people can try and get a little bit of that. Yeah. Then eating the largest uh, meal at noontime between like 10 and two is a window where we have the best digestion. Um, But really, if you look at a lot of cultures, they would have these large um, meals at noon or midday. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not always easy in our modern life. Right. But it is highly recommended because we digest the best in the middle of the day. Yeah. And then we eat a a lighter dinner at in the evening when our digestion is at a lower capacity. That's an awesome tip. I think we, yeah. And then eating seasonally, that's Mm -hmm. another thing where, because especially here in the States, we have ability to have all kinds of food from all over the world. Yeah. So locally and seasonally the best that you can and, um, and eating a lighter meal in the evening so that you just give your digestion a break. So this is one that I ha- I can really attest to that I do mostly religiously now, which is yeah. I go to bed early. Um, I notice a huge difference in the way that I feel, the way that I can kind of process my stress, mm-hmm. um, my vitality level. Now, Ayurveda says, go to bed by 10 o'clock. I was now, just about to ask, what does that mean? Lots of people are like, what? one o'clock so there's a window if so this is what I ask people to do start paying attention to when you really get tired Mm. for me I started to notice whoa especially in the winter seven o'clock seven thirty yeah I'm like tired so I was in the position over COVID and this time yeah to go to bed like get in bed at eight o'clock I wasn't always asleep all right but Ayurveda, when people have families and partners, that's not practical. Right. But what I want to tell you is if you notice that you're really tired at nine o'clock and you make the choice, the mm-hmm. habit to turn on the TV, to get on the computer, yeah, you're not doing yourself or your nervous system any service. Right. If you want to 
long, healthy life, one of the best things that you can do is use our natural given restorative healing, which is sleep. Yeah. Give it what it needs. And so they done research that the most restorative time to sleep is from 10 p.m. to midnight. So if you're going to bed at midnight or one, you're missing the most restorative sleep yeah. time of your day. Oh, right? man. I'm screwed. And- <laughs> <laughs> hey, now I got to change this. <laughs> a lot of power powerhouses are like, and when you have a lot of fire in your constitution <laughs> and you're a go-getter, like I, mo- that's the pitta time. Yeah. 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. So- get this, start mm-hmm. noticing. If you get tired at nine and you push past that, what happens? I get more energy. You get a second wind. I get a second wind and I'm like, oh, look, I can do much more. Your pitta comes online <laughs> 10 o'clock and you're like, whoa, I can like do so much work right now. Yeah. Right? It's true. You can. No, I know. I mean, like, I wish you guys could see me. I'm like, oh gosh, I need to change. Keep talking. This is great. <laughs> it happens, but we have, but but you have to understand that that long term creates a deficit, which creates a depletion. Yeah, which down the road can take, and it will take its toll. I'm not yeah. being a you know doomsday sayer. I'm just yeah. saying that we have to understand if we didn't have electricity, we wouldn't be staying up till two in the morning and doing yeah. all this work. Right? right. Well, we do have electricity, but we, ha- but it would be much better yeah. to start altering. So people like you who have a lot of fire yeah. and a lot of inspiration and creativity and things to share with the world like that is, and the, the family's asleep. Mm-hmm. That's just normal that a lot of people take time during that window. Yeah. But, um, you know, what happens is it, it starts to create a deficit. It's like you're yeah. taken from the bank account little by little by little over the years. And when you're young, you can get away with it mostly. Right. Yeah. Okay. And not everybody can. It depends on the constitution. For the sure. People with strong constitutions can get away with it for much longer. Right. So that's another reason to understand. Yeah. Like for me, I have a lot of that Vata, which rules the nervous system. I have to sleep. If I don't get enough sleep, I'm cooked for the day. Yeah. So I have some questions. So clearly I need to change my (laughs) my sleeping habits. I am, I, I, from like 10 to 12, I read my novel. I sit up and read my novel and I got so used to that because I used to train um, when I was training in my personal training studio. The last session was at 8.15. So I wouldn't leave the gym until 9 p.m. Right. And then I wouldn't get home and eat and all that. And then I got so right. used to just reading. So I've, and that, I haven't trained in years. I haven't done that in years, but it's just created the habit. Um, so I definitely need, I'm going to take your advice and definitely work on changing that. But I had a question. So you said like you change with like the season. So do you stay up later in the summer and then in the winter you go to sleep a little earlier because of the the time change or? I definitely think that that's just what happens naturally that as we have more light, we have more energy, you know, as we have less light, we're more, you know, um, inclined to hibernate more. 
And, but, you know, think of the winter and like the solstice time, the winter solstice, this is like a time of restoration mm -hmm. and rest and quiet. Right. But, you know, what do we do? Like we have the holidays and we're yeah. partying and, you know, so in a lot of ways, we're living out of sync right. with the natural harmony, you know, yeah. with, with, the, with the, um, the cycles. Yeah. And, but, but look at what the consequence is, you know, yeah. like, that's the thing we think that that's normal, but. Oh, we lost you for just one second. Hold on. Can I think the sound, can you say something? I can't hear you. Okay. Hey guys, we're back. We had just a little bit technical issues, but that happens. All right, okay. let's get right back into the winter, summer sleep and, you know, listening to our bodies and kind of going with the. Right. With yeah. So it's just about, first of all, becoming aware, like start to become aware. Am I tired? When am I tired? Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to say for someone like you, Amy, is that, uh, you know, you're not going to like suddenly, if you've been going to sleep at one or two in the morning, you're not going to suddenly try and go to sleep at 10 PM. Right but they do recommend backing it up mm -hmm. even 15 minutes a week, half right. an hour, you know, uh, until you can get, I would say for someone like you who has a long standing late night uh, yeah. bedtime is to <laughs> at least the very latest aim for 11 PM. Okay. Like you have to be reasonable here, you know, but it would be interesting to see, even if you can get to that point and do that for a while, right? if you could back it down to, to, uh, 1030. And, and so what that means is just making different choices and not watching late night shows or doing work mm -hmm. at that time, yeah. getting up earlier and it's, it's a habit that has to be formed and it's right. not easy to do right away, but that's the way we recommend it to just go slowly, incremental, slowly, slowly, um, and create a nighttime routine. Right. Right. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to get in bed yeah. and pop. So what I have done, uh, especially in the colder season is mm. to do like an evening bath mm. And um, the other thing that goes along with that is to do a daily massage, oil massage. So the oil uh, is like food for your nervous system. Okay. It, it nourishes all the tissues in your body. And so I like to do it with a warm shower or a warm bath and get my body really warm and then apply it, like get out and apply mm -hmm. the oil and do right. like a self massage. It doesn't right. have to be an extravagant long thing, yeah. but that oil is, is like nourishment mm -hmm. for your mind and your body. And it, uh, it really preserves um, the longevity and really is great for your skin and is very calming to the nervous system too. Oh, that's Doing awesome. that, like you can add your essential oils. Mm -hmm. So what kind of oils? I, I say like lavender, chamomile, vetiver, but you would, you know, as a essential oil person could make some beautiful blends. Yeah, <laughs> no, those right? are all good ones. I love Roman chamomile. That's been like one of my, I have like um, 
I go through waves of like ones I use for sleep. And for a while it was a blend that doTERRA has uh, serenity. But now it's like, I'm loving Roman chamomile. So it's one of those things that you kind of like energetically pick what you're like, what calls to me. Sometimes I just right. like, this is the one that that's calling to me right now. And I try not to um, overthink like with yeah. anything, not just oils. I try not to overthink like why, my body intuitively is telling me, Hey, I need this. Like when I'm craving a food, like a healthy food, mm -hmm. like there'll be weeks when I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm craving this certain food and or try to do it with only healthy foods. Not, <laughs> not, the, not like fried chicken or something, cool. um, but it's just like, Oh, my body needs something that I don't, I'm not realizing, you know, and I, that happens with oils. That happens with food. Um, and it's funny that you're saying with the thing with the sleep, because I have been really wanting to wake up earlier just because I want to get, and I wake up at like seven, um, but I'm going to bed at 1130, 12, usually 1230. Um, so obviously that's hard to wake up earlier because I'm tired. <laughs> so, so it's funny, like you're, you're saying, Hey, you need to, you need to push that back. And I'm like, hey, there you go. The universe is telling me like my body's telling me, Hey, I need to change something. And somebody's just, and the universe brings it to me and says, Hey, go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep earlier. It's really simple. It's not that easy, right? That's yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For it's sure. Really simple, but it's not easy. But I'll tell you, it's all about self-care and self-love. Yeah. Because when we start to say, okay, this is a long-term plan right. of nourishment, right? Mm -hmm. That I am nourishing myself. I'm creating a nighttime routine for myself where I'm doing, you know, I'm giving myself a massage. Yeah. With these beautiful aromas you know, maybe some nice music, candles, like really learning to like nourish the senses. Mm -hmm. the senses are really big in Ayurveda. Yeah. Uh, and I would say like, because I know um, a lot of people that listen to my podcast are, are very busy. They have a lot going on. And I could already hear people saying, <laughs> I can't do that every night. I know. I would say like for me, and then you can tell me what you think, but I would say just start with like one night a week or two okay. nights a week. Like just see what you can do. And what I, what I have found when something's like challenging for me and I add it in slowly, I start to see the effects of it. And I start to crave the the effects and the, the feeling that I got from adding that behavior in. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it three times a week and four times a week. And then slowly but surely you're doing it all the time. So I would say do it on the weekend. Maybe you end your week with this lovely massage bath. Like I'm totally like, oh my gosh. I mean, a massage, uh, self-massage and, and an evening bath. Like I'm totally doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And also giving ourselves permission to take the time for ourselves. I'm sure you talk about that all yeah. the time, yeah. you know, to nourish. Because people, what people have to get is that this is like, like if you're saving, you know, for your retirement. Mm -hmm. financially yeah maybe you're not but if you are or anything you do like that to preserve anything yeah there has to be an investment and it is critical for our well-being when you want to talk about like the, the the crazy numbers of dementia and alzheimer's and you know nervous system issues that's just one category yeah this is the way that we have to start when we're younger right to to create habits so look, you're really busy. And if you go to bed earlier and you get up earlier, you could do, do those things. It might not be comfortable. You might say, I'm a night owl and that's when my creativity comes online. It would take some adjusting, but right. then you would start to create a lifetime habit that would really serve you. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, actually you'd probably be much more productive yeah um, yeah yeah no for sure and i and i know for me personally and it may be for people that are listening to this i i have always been a morning person like i wake up and even though it's, it's seven and it's not super early i wake up like pop out of bed ready to go and when when i was a child i was able to wake up at like five six like to go to school without my parents having to wake me up um so i definitely got into the habit of waking up later and going to sleep later as an adult because of my circumstances. So it's not, um, I think sometimes we, we get into patterns and grooves because of things that happen to Absolutely. us. And you have a partner who right. wants to watch TV with you or you have children. I yeah. mean, these are challenging things, but yeah. I do think that people can start to make incremental changes. Yeah. And um, yeah, and going back. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I think it's just going kind of seeing what serves you so that you can serve people in the best manner. So okay. that's, that's why I love having. Yes, you can. Yeah. And yeah, just cause it's a, it's a different perspective. Like we're all, we're all trying to get to the end goal of have, having everybody just be a little bit healthier and, and just kind of come into their own. So yeah. This has been amazing. I think you've been, yeah. I, it was so good. I have, I have like a ton of things that I'm going to implement on my end. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the video because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a mess. <laughs> no, you're not. And I mean that in a good way. It's just like, I like to build, you know, like I like to, I learn one thing and then I'm like, okay, what else? What else can I build on? What else can I build on? And that's what we do in an Ayurvedic consultation, basically, yeah. is like we just one-on-one, -on -one, I go over what people, what their habits are and what changes we can make and then kind yeah. of create um, you know, a program where I can be a support to help people with those changes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So if people are listening to this and they want to find you, where can they find you and get more information and just like soak you all in? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I have a website, which is called stone and spa S T O N E A N D S P A.com. Perfect. And I will link that in the show notes. Um, and I know you have a, um, we are working on a little giveaway. And when this episode comes out, we'll have it. And I'll have a little blurb at the end. And we'll have that exact website where you can get that giveaway. And it will, you can grab that there and you can, you know, connect with Soshana and learn more about this because this is, this is something, um, I, I like having guests because people, everybody needs a different thing than, and hearing it from somebody else sometimes makes it click. And I think you're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. exactly what I needed. Like, you know, you're, you're coming from the Ayurvedic uh, mindset of the nervous system. I, I interviewed somebody that really focused on gut. So it's going to hit p different people in different right. ways. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and I love that. Okay, so I always end my podcast asking my guests three questions. So first question is, um, what is a good book recommendation? Well, when I was uh, thinking about this question, there's so many books on Ayurveda, but there's one written by um, uh, a Dr. Chaudhary. Okay. She is an Indian doctor who's uh, trained in the U.S., Okay. Uh, and a neurologist and neuroscientist. And she has a book called The Prime. So mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent book. Uh, I don't have a copy right now to show you. Oh, will you, this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I order a lot of them and then I give them to my client. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
it, it's really like user-friendly for people who don't under get this language of Ayurveda, right? Okay. And so she basically talks about there are some foundational things that we do in Ayurveda that help reset the digestive system that also get when people are, you know, really uh, stuck and trying to lose weight, it's mm -hmm. beneficial for that. But I love the way that she takes these principles and she makes them very user-friendly and it's really well-written. So awesome. the prime. Yeah. I'm totally going to order that. <laughs> yeah. Great book. <laughs> I love books. So I'm all about, that's why it's one of my questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two is what's a daily habit that is a must for you? Well, I talked about the sleep, but I think a simple thing that also is free and easy to do is to sip warm water mm. throughout the day. It's actually gives a cleansing detoxifying um, effect to the body. And uh, it's very good for the digestive system because also in this country, we are really addicted almost to ice water cold water yeah with our meals if we go to a restaurant and 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 in ayurveda we say ice is not nice <laughs> <laughs> don't want to like put ice cold water on our digestive fire it's oh. uh so if there was one thing i could say that i stick to and i think it's really important for other people to start be being come aware of mm -hmm. is um this ability to sip warm water through the day I love that. That's a super simple thing that I think people can literally do as they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> a little lemon in it. There are yeah. spices that we use in Ayurveda, but just to keep it simple, it's like yeah. a little lemon water or just warm water. Sip, 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 not gulp, gulp, gulp. Right. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Last question. Since this is the Happy Health Podcast, if you can um, convey one thing to help people be a little bit happier and one thing for people to be a little bit healthier, what would you say? So for happier, I talked about it earlier, mm -hmm. spend more time in nature. Okay. You know, and consciously connect with the elements. Mm -hmm. See yourself part of the natural world um, and not separate from it. And right. then this brings an innate, I think brings an innate happiness and gratitude like to be alive. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. So it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast um is there anything else you'd like to share i feel like we covered a lot but if you have any last thoughts now's the time <laughs> i mean i think i've i've definitely said you know the things that i wanted to say Perfect. and uh you know i am creating some courses for lay people in the sense of if they want to learn more mm -hmm. about ayurveda simple trainings that way that's coming down the pike um, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So I'm trying to, with COVID and being a one-on-one -on -one face to face worker, I'm really mm -hmm. taking my business online. So yeah. promoting my consults and, uh, and then courses down the line. Awesome. And I will, like I said, I will have your website linked up. So if you want to check out everything Shoshana has going on, definitely head over to her website. Um, you can find out all the information there. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Um, and we, I know this has been fun. I've, I've learned, I've learned a ton. I don't know about you guys, but I've learned a ton. <laughs> so thank you again. And we will see you guys next time. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice to get updated on the next episode. The Happy Health Podcast is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other major podcast platforms.